What is the law of karma? What does karma mean? Does it exist? If it does, how does it work? What really is good or bad karma? How does karma show up? How does karma make sense of the world around us? What are the subtle secrets of karma? How can you personally clear past karma and create the best possible karma for yourself and your future? Many, many blessings and welcome to the Spiritual Recharge Podcast. This is the Spiritual Awakening Series. In the last three sessions, we dove into who we are as spiritual beings, beings of divine light, eternal spiritual presence, how to recharge our spiritual energy through remembrance of the divine, remembrance of the source, God, the ocean of bliss, love, purity, peace, divine power, freedom, and joy. And we explored the spiritual home, what is beyond the universe. And today we will be exploring how our thoughts, words, and actions impact the world we live in, our experience. You'll discover how karma really works and the three types of karma, how you can embrace the sacred in life and create your spiritual fortune. Going to mention that the deep philosophy of karma is so deep and so intricate that although we will be going deep, ultimately this is just scratching the surface. But listen in and tune in with this deep, powerful law of life. This is Ariel. I'm here with our host, Michael McIntosh. Welcome. So today we're diving deep. Such a fascinating topic, the law of karma. And let's start with a nice deep breath together. And just breathing all the way in. And letting it all go. Let's put our hands on our hearts and just remember I am a spiritual being, being awake and I've come here into this world from my spiritual home and we're going to explore how our actions, thoughts, words, what we do affect the reality that we are living in right now. So karma is a it's an extremely deep topic. We've been talking about this this morning, and it really it's so deep and profound and complicated that whatever you say has to really be thought through very, very deeply. So we're, we're going to do our best to share some things with you. The actual law of karma is quite straightforward, but how it plays out in our life and in the world is very complicated. And before we can truly discuss the law of karma in any meaningful way, we first of all have to step back and ask the question, who am I? Who is it that is experiencing everything? 
we can't truly grasp the law of karma if we think we are limited to these physical bodies. So right at the beginning, we come back to the consciousness that we're spiritual beings, beings of light. We're non-physical. We are beyond gender, genderless spiritual energy. We incarnate into these bodies that are male or female. And we start to think, we start to speak, we start to act. At some point, we will leave these bodies. We all know we will die physically. And then, and this is a very important point, then we will incarnate into another body, which could well be the opposite gender. You might be a female body now, and you might incarnate into a male body. And you might do it multiple times. And not everyone has reincarnations. Some souls in the world today have have literally just come down recently and they've never had another life. This is their very, very first. In fact, a huge percentage of people here right now have not had reincarnations. You've seen the population grow. So reincarnation actually doesn't apply to everyone because not everyone has had previous lives, right? But if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've been around a while. This is the old soul group we have here. So you've been around a while. And we're going to talk about the law of karma, bearing in mind that there are things that we've seen and done and experienced which we don't remember anymore. So let's jump into this law of karma. The law of karma literally is a Sanskrit word. It literally means action. That's all it means. It's a normal word. It's got this special, it's got this special spiritual sound to it, but it just literally means action. And the law of karma in its most simple form just means that actions have consequences. That's all it means. Actions have consequences. And I'm sure almost everyone would agree with that. So for example, what we do has an effect, cause and effect. And the law of karma means that we live in an intelligent, benevolent and just universe. This is not a random place where every and because some you have to think about this. Do we live in a random place? Or do we live in a meaningful place, this universe? Right? Is it random or is it meaningful? This is the big question. If it is meaningful, then it means there is some laws going on underneath the surface that are happening. It means that everything matters and nothing we do goes unnoticed, even if no one sees what we do. And we can see the law of karma manifesting itself every day in, in complicated ways, which we'll talk about later, but also in very straightforward ways. So for example, if I, if I eat junk food, right? Let's say I, I say, you know what? I love my Big Macs. I'm just going to eat Big Macs three times a day. Yeah, there's a, a, a little documentary about this, Super Size Me, where the guy just only eats at McDonald's for a month. And what happened? He got very, very sick, right? His doctors will, he had this, the tests done and he was definitely not doing very well, right? So you eat junk food all the time. It's not going to work out very well. That's law of karma. That's cause and effect. If I'm critical and nasty to people and I disrespect everyone, what's the result of that? I'm probably not going to have any friends. No one's going to like me. Yeah, it's going to push people away. If I go to bed late watching movies, then I'm not going to be able to get up early for meditation in the morning. Right? So there, there are many, many things we can see 
the effect of our actions. And some things take a while to manifest, some things happen immediately. You know, for example, if I drink poison, I'll probably start to feel very, very sick very quickly. And if we find a way of helping other people, serving them, giving people things that they value, we will get financially rewarded. And, and we could go on and on about this all day long because there's so many examples of cause and effect. And I'm sure you can look into your own life and you can see that the things you do have an effect on you. And the things other people do have an effect on them. But these are just simple examples. The law of karma is much more subtle and complicated because the law of karma also includes not just what we physically do, but it includes our thoughts and our words and our vibrations, energy. So if I try to be nice to everyone, but I secretly have negative thoughts about people or myself, then I might sabotage my relationships, well-being and success, even though I'm physically doing the things that would seem to lead to the result. Yeah, so some people, they might eat well, but they have an ongoing stream of negative thoughts and anger, and then they end up getting very sick, but it's not because of their food. So every single thought we think, all those random thoughts floating around in our heads and all those feelings that we have, they all have consequences. And if we have a few negative thoughts once in a while, it's probably not going to have that much effect. But if it goes on and on and on for years and years and years and years and years, you know, it all builds up. So some consequences are positive, right? So karma is not all bad, by the way. There's lots of good karma as well. Some are positive some are neutral, some are negative. So some things we do are raising us up, some things we do are not having much effect at all, and some things we do are pulling us down into unpleasant experiences. And most people just have this one word karma, right? It's very sort of simplified, oversimplified. But there are actually three words for karma, which you may not know about. The first word, karma, actually means positive karma. It means good karma, karma with positive outcomes, karma that pulls you up. The other word is akarma, with an A in front of it, akarma, which means neutral karma. It means karma that doesn't have any effect. Right, neutral karma is things that are not done with any bad intentions or good intentions. They're just very neutral. Actually, it's quite hard to perform neutral karma. Neutral karma has to be coming from a very, very high state. So well, that that's something that, even though you'd think a lot of things are neutral karma, often they're actually bad karma. They're just not very bad karma. And then the third thing is vikarma, V-I, karma, vikarma, which means negative karma, karma with negative consequences, right? So you've got these three types of karma, good karma, neutral karma, bad karma, and, and that applies to our thoughts, our words, and our actions. So it means every single thing we do all the time has an effect one way or the other, every day. And if we do some good karma and some negative karma, which we all do, then some good things cancel out some bad things, and some bad things cancel out some of the good things, right? So it's not straightforward. You might do all sorts of good things on one area in your life, and you might do some other things on another area, and they're all impacting each other and conflicting with each other. This is why it gets complicated, because it's not just we do this one thing and it has this consequence. Yes, we do this one thing, but there are all these other things going on at the same time. And it's all 
interconnected. And in many ways, the law of karma comes home to our intention. What is, what is my intention and energy behind my thoughts? What is the intention and energy behind my words, behind my actions? So it's not always obvious because a lot of this goes on on an unseen level in the heart of our intention. Someone can have a pure intention, someone can have an impure intention, and they perform the same action. There's going to be a different result. So it's very, very subtle, very subtle. And I just want to bring this back home to the essence here. We're going to be sharing some examples, but we have to use the law of karma for our own personal growth, right? This is meant for us to take responsibility for our lives today and say to ourselves, what can I do now to improve my life, to change my karma today? This isn't about blaming people or about trying to judge anyone else. So it's very important when we discuss the law of karma to come back to ourselves and say, how can I use this as an empowering way of understanding? So to understand the law of karma more deeply, we have to understand that we're spiritual beings that are not limited just to this one physical body. And the consequences of what we do can manifest themselves today. Like I might do something today and get the result of it now, or it might manifest in a year, or it might manifest in 10 years, or 50 years, or 200 years. And that's what makes it quite complicated. So, for example, someone might be born into a wealthy home, right? They're born, these kids, and they got all this money, and their parents have got tons of money, and they do whatever they want. And it would seem that they've done nothing at all to deserve that. But there are deeper reasons for it, which we don't understand because it's somebody else, right? I'm giving hypothetical examples. We don't know the karma of anyone else. Someone else might be born into a different situation. We don't know how they got there or why they got there. We can only look into our own hearts and our own minds and try and understand ourselves. But it isn't random. But even if someone is born into a rich family, right, and they're given all these privileges and all these nice things, it doesn't mean that they're actually going to have a good life or be happy. If they don't make effort to do good karma themselves, then these rich kids can end up depressed drug addicts and die of an overdose. And actually, this is strangely common. A lot of people are given trust funds and they're given all these things, but because they didn't take advantage and claim their own fortune in this life, things don't work out for them. And that's karma, because they, they didn't take it seriously. On the other hand, there are many, many people born into relative poverty, but because they did enormous amounts of hard work and they overcame challenges, they had deep dedication, they focused, they ended up very successful. There's lots of people in America who were born into nothing and ended up as multimillionaires. This is a very common story because they busted their ass again and again and again and again. But their children <laughs> is a different story. Right, So I'm just giving some simple examples here, but there's not much more complicated than this. Most of us are in the middle, that we're somewhere in the middle of all this karma. We're living in the consequences of our past karma, both good and bad, and 
So right now we're we're living in our karma. If you look around you, this is this is your situation. It's my situation. So one is what have we ended up in now? That's from the past. But what are we doing now? So we we're inside our karma, but we're also creating new karma and changing our karma every day, all the time. So what we have to really tune into is what is the trajectory? Yeah, the trajectory, like a plane. A plane can go to one place or a different place. It can go to some awful hellish place or it can go to some nice place, right? It depends on the trajectory of the plane or the boat. So we might be in a bad place today, but where are we going to? And it's so important to understand too that the law of karma isn't cold and and cruel like it might sound. The law of karma is benevolent because it's always supporting us in learning and growing in the ways that we need to. So I like to think of karma with two A's at the end, karma, ma, M-A-A means mother, divine mother. So karma, the law of karma is like a divine mother and that law, that energy is always seeking to help bring us back to balance. I mean, how many times in your life has something happened that was that seemed so horrible and devastating at the time. You just didn't understand it. Maybe you you felt, why has this happened to me? You know, or you see something happening to someone else. Why is this happening to this person? It's such a good person. And then you give it several, several years, maybe decades, and you look back and it's so often that we feel, wow, I'm actually so grateful that that happened because I learned so much and it got me to where I am now. So the law of karma is benevolent, is loving, is accurate, is ultimately supporting us in being in our own highest state of consciousness, our own highest state of dharma and harmony with life. And so as we continue to talk about it, really, really keep this aspect of it in mind and heart as you tune into this benevolence, ultimate benevolence of karma. Yeah, so important to remember karma is trying to help us out. So for example, if I put my hand in fire, yeah, it hurts, it physically hurts. And what is that? That's karma, that it hurts. But it's also trying to give me a message. Pull my hand away from the fire and let it heal. Don't do it again. And don't do it again, right? We get the message, we get the pain, and then we get the message. Once we get the message, then we can heal and change. And this applies to us on a personal level. And it applies to us on a global level. So there's a lot of weird things going on in the world right now, which are going to have to be lessons learned. And that's a different topic, the whole collective karma. So we need to, like again and again, come back. How can I use this in my life? How can I use this to make my own life better and help other people? So we, we can have unexpected booms and busts. We might get, someone might win the lottery one day. There's, I was on YouTube yesterday, which I try and avoid, because I don't think it's the ideal use of my time. But I, I noticed something, because YouTube likes to show videos that are you know, people that are interesting. And there's one YouTuber who basically just randomly gives money to people or cars to people. And so people like might, for example, um, call an Uber and they and a Lamborghini shows up and he gets taken to his destination in a Lamborghini and then he gets told that he can keep the Lamborghini. Right? So someone's just like, he's on his way to work 
and I guess ends up with a Lamborghini, right? That's a very strange situation, but it must be some karmic, karmic thing going on there. Do you know what I mean? And this happens to be on YouTube and the other person's also getting views and money. So it's like a very interesting little thing going on there. And sometimes things go wrong, but then again, like we, we've had lots of situations in our life, Ara and I, where we had challenging moments, where we've had issues in our work and different things come up. And it's been hard to deal with. And we say, okay, what do I need to learn from this? What is this trying to teach me? What can I get from this? What do I need to change? How do I need to behave differently? How do I need to think differently? What do I need to do differently? And then it starts to get shifted around. So, you know, we can get into the, the complications of past lives where if somebody is abusive to someone many, many, many times, right, they get, they're giving abuse, giving abuse, giving abuse, right, then they might receive re abuse themselves in a form that would appear that it's unfair. But if you went back in time, you realized something else is going on that was much more complicated than it looked. So we're not going to pass judgment on anyone else. That's not the point of karma. Karma can be misused by saying, oh, it's just someone's karma, you know, and being detached. If we see injustices in the world and if we see things going horribly wrong, we don't understand how that happened. It's much more complicated than it looks. And if there's something we can do to help, then that would be our own good karma to help. And it would also be someone else's good karma to receive it. So th this is not in any way saying that we should just be passive and just say, oh, whatever. But that's that's not how we should take the law of karma. To say, what can I do to be of service to people, to help people to be of service in many, many different ways and to turn things around. So the universe is trying to balance and restore balance and bring everything back to zero, to healing, back to dharma, right? So we start off at zero, then we create things and it ultimately comes back to zero. The universe is always trying to help us. For example, if I don't look after my teeth properly, right, eating loads of sugar, not brushing, not flossing and all these things, I'll probably get cavities and might have teeth problems, tooth problems. But if I turn it around today, then I can start the healing process and stop it getting any worse. If I'm thinking too much and being too judgmental, then I might get really sick and I might have huge amounts of stress and my mind might be completely out of control. But if I start practicing mantras and meditation, gradually, gradually, that can all be turned around. Practically, you know. And many, many things take a while for them to build up. So if I have a negative thought today, it's not going to directly affect anything. But if I have that same negative thought today, again and again and again, and tomorrow again and again and again, and next week, next year, the year after that, as 20 years go by, it's going to be a huge problem. And with that, it's like when you're having a negative thought, and if that starts to become a habit, or we can say it's a deep sanskar, a deep tendency within the self, that's then become a karmic account. So it's not just a one-time thing, but these deep sanskaras we have, they've been repeated again and again and again. And then we've got a bit of an account <laughs> to deal with, which means there's a lot more weight there. There's been a lot more energy invested in that way. And so the unraveling of that and the healing of that is going to be a focus whether in that lifetime or maybe in the next lifetime. And sometimes we, on the spiritual path, and this is our aim, is that we recognize these patterns in meditation and self-reflection, and we're proactive in transforming them. Sometimes if we're unconscious or resisting and unwilling to look at 
the karmic account, that's when some sort of major thing might happen in our lives that forces us to confront it. So there's so many ways that that even the settling of karma can play out and it's going to be very unique to each person and that person's karma and karmic accounts. I was speaking on a call this morning about how you know each of us through our lifetimes we've developed you know multiple levels of illness and I'm not I don't just mean physical illness but you know We've got some, got some things to deal with. And the law of karma, life, the benevolence is trying to give us the medicine that we need. And it's often really bitter medicine, but it's the exact medicine we need to transform and to heal. I was also saying it's kind of like that saying, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. When we have that connection to the divine, which is really the heart of this whole spiritual awakening series. When we have that spiritual connection and that sweetness, then even the settling and even the suffering of karma, we're able to move through it. And we're going to delve more into that aspect as well here of how our connection to the divine is the ultimate purifier and healer of karma. and in the world and in our countries and in our communities it's very complex and the more complicated the karma is the longer we've been doing something the harder it is to undo it yeah so if someone for example let's say somebody starts to drink alcohol right and they start getting addicted to it but and let's say it's the first time they've done it and they realize it's a problem and then they stop drinking then that's you know that could be fairly easy to deal with and they not have a problem after that but if they carry on doing it and carry on doing it and carry on doing it then 45 years later it's going to take a lot of work to undo those things and when you start thinking about how this applies to the world we live in and different countries' karma with each other, yeah, different groups, I mean, it's really very complicated. So we need to take this into our own lives and say, how can we use this to empower ourselves and to empower others? How can we use this to move away from victim consciousness into empowered consciousness. Even if karma didn't exist, let's imagine there's no such thing as karma, even if that was true, it's still much more beneficial for us to say, how can I improve my life today? Rather than saying, there's nothing I can do, it's not my fault, I can't do anything about it. So people who don't believe in the law of karma at all who are against the law of karma right they a lot of them would still say that it's beneficial to take responsibility for your life 
Right, exactly. I mean, the law of karma, ultimately, it's like she's beckoning us, please take responsibility, please heal this, you know, take responsibility and heal this. And so it's when we have that awareness and consciousness that so much transformation can take place. But as long as we think that we're victims of life and the learning isn't happening and the openness isn't happening, then it only really just prolongs the need for suffering until we finally, 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 you know, get that message. So we could, of course, easily make a whole hundred series, hundred hundred episode series, series, you know, because this is such a big topic. What is good karma and what is bad karma? This is really what we need to pay attention to for our own well-being. There's a lot of negative karma to be cleansed in our lives and in the world. And there's a lot of crazy stuff going on and it's it can't carry on indefinitely, right? So we can't change anyone else. We can only change ourselves. And by the way, you might be wondering, what happens to somebody if they do all this bad stuff and they don't get caught for it, right? Let's say there's someone who murders somebody and they, they get away with it or something happens and no one knows about it. It doesn't make any difference whether it goes through court cases or not. People internally feel the pain. I've done bad things in my life, and I'm sure many of us have, and no one else knows about it, but we feel bad about it, and we have to clear that negative feeling. We have to come to terms with things, right? So a lot of stuff happens in private that no one knows about. But the karmic burden is there and we experience it emotionally or we might experience it physically or mentally or it might show up in other ways, right? So there's there's no way around dealing with these things. And once we come to terms with this, then, then the big question is, how can I sort this out? How can I improve my karma? What can I do now to make it better? So good karma is actually more complicated than it seems as well. So good karma is not as simple as helping a little old lady across across the road. So a lot of people think good karma are these these like benevolent acts that can be seen by others. In karma includes our intention, our vibrations, and our awareness. So if I give money to charity, so that my name is glorified and I get a big plaque on the wall that says this money was donated by so-and-so, right? And it, you can see it in big letters and you get a hospital named after you or something. Then a lot of the benefit of that is reduced because the donation is being done for name and fame, for selfish reasons, right? Not all the benefit is reduced, but quite a lot of it is. If I give an incognito donation, no one knows who gave the money and there was genuinely for the benefit of others, then that same action will have greater karmic benefit because the intention was different. Right? So it's very subtle. If I'm helping a little old lady across the road, so that other people think that I'm a nice person, then my ego might be inflated, but the benefit of doing that is reduced. If I help someone across the street who needs help, right, from the heart, no one's around, and I'm just wanting to be of service, or if someone has a flat tire and I help them out, or whatever it is, right, and I no one's around, no one knows about it, and you just do something, then you get more benefit from it. Right, because the intention's different. Many, many, many things in the world. You see this with the social media is a classic example of this. People taking these pictures <laughs> to to try and pretend that they're for some cause or some other cause, right? They got the signs up and they've got the special thing and they show up for all these different things. But in their private life, they don't act out those things at all. You know, I can't I'm not saying that it never happens. But there's a lot of that going on in the world. So we want to make sure that that whatever we believe in, we do our very, very best to practice it in private. 
And I can admit myself that I haven't been 100% in everything that I've that I know about because it's a process but we can continue to improve every day more and more and more. So the seed of karma is like an energy from which we act and then that grows. So if the seed of it is needy or negative or distorted, then of course what's going to happen? Even if it looks good on the outside, it's rotten on the inside. So we want to make sure that we're not coming from the negative energy. The negative karma, all negative karma arises from the energy. This is very important to understand this. Where does it come from? Where does all this negative karma come from? It comes from the energy of anger, lust, ego, greed, envy, attachment, all the negative emotions, neediness, all that fear, all the negative emotions are the seed of all the bad karma in the world. Right? If the negative energy is there, then the consequence of that energy. So someone might be coming from a very dark place in themselves and they might do something that looks good on the outside, which is, might be a media PR or something that looks all nice on the surface. But underneath is some very dark things. And as a result of that, the consequence goes bad. Right? All this, all this bad stuff in the world is coming from these energies. Greed, anger, attachment, lust, greed, neediness, fear, hatred. If all the negativity in the world was magically removed, then everyone would be doing good karma all the time, just naturally. So what this means for us is the more we remove negative karma, these negative energies from ourselves through spiritual practice, the more we clean that stuff out, then the more we can come from a truly pure and positive place and the more good karma we can create. And what is the number one best karma? This is the most important thing. What is the best karma we can do? What is the number one best way to clear bad karma? Right? What can we do to clear the past karma? And what can we do to create new good karma? It turns out it's the same thing. The num number one best good karma is to consider yourself to be a spiritual being and remember God and receive God's power, divine power, spiritual energy. Because when we connect to that, the energy of the purifier, when we connect to the purifier's vibrations, then it's literally burning out this negativity within us. It's cleaning it out. It's burning it all out. And we don't need to suffer because that change is happening within us on a very deep level. So we don't need the lessons of life to teach us. We are humbly making those changes, deep changes in ourselves voluntarily. This is so important to understand. If we make the changes voluntarily, and we really, really, really change, and we really receive that purifying energy, and we really make that internal shift, then we don't need the things on the outside world to force us to change, because we've voluntarily admitted that we're ready, and we're taking it on, and we're making that shift. So to really deepen in your spiritual connection, we talked about this in the previous episodes in this series, so those can be very helpful to listen to, to really understand yourself as this pure divine star, originally and eternally, and that you belong to the purifier, the source of all love, peace, purity, bliss. And in connecting with that being in your mind and heart, you are being colored by that highest vibration in all of existence. 
and that it's like a cleansing it's a purifying like taking a shower in the most purifying divine light and on one hand it's cleansing and clearing and healing the negative karma and how i mean most of all it's clearing it because it's changing you it's changing the way you perceive it's changing the way you think it's changing your intention it's purifying so that you've become a new person and because you've become i'll say a new a renewed embodied soul you are now thinking speaking and acting in more and more aligned way which is creating the benevolent karma so i suppose in many ways this lesson today is an extra why it's a big why have remembrance why connect with the purifier why experience this raja yoga this highest union well for this very reason many of us have the burden of negative karma on our heads and this is the calling the calling of the time to reconnect so that we can purify realign and be here in a way that is holy and is divine and is the aim i'd say of ultimately of every true spiritual path the essence is to re attain and experience that highest state of consciousness divinity embodied all of the virtues embodied and then that energy pours forth out into our world to the elements to the animals to the collective field of karma so as we really receive that beautiful loving light we say we admit to ourselves and this again this comes back home to ourselves we admit i have done bad things in my life and things i don't remember and i am responsible to do my very very best with my life today and the rest of my life to receive that wonderful loving light into my soul we can talk to ourselves like this you know bring that beautiful light in receive that beautiful vibration let go of the old things of the past have a, a deep sincere commitment to personal transformation there's nothing we can do about the past because it's in the past we can't go back in time what we can do is we can commit deeply sincerely i am willing to change i'm going to change i'm going to start changing today and i'm going to continue doing it for the rest of my life and when when it really comes from the heart then we can start making progress in a very meaningful way and to really realize the importance of self compassion because really really in every moment in every way we have always done the best we could in that moment with where we were at with what we had we we all have we really have and as we talked about in previous episodes of this series it's just part of the experience part of consciousness coming into coming into connection with matter that we do gradually lose energy we become influenced we forget we become ego body conscious and to have a level of acceptance of this whole journey and this whole process a level of deep self compassion compassion for others in understanding and maturity that we have always done the best we could and now the calling the scene and the drama of life is to remember is to realize these things is to purify we didn't always have access to this awareness we didn't we didn't always have the capability so we forgive ourselves and we forgive others and we forgive everything and we move forward from that place of compassion and loving kindness yeah we all did the best we could at the time and also it's good to have a 
awareness that in a way we're all innocent. We're all innocent beings because we were affected by things. We lost our power. We were harmed by others. And as a result, being harmed hurt people hurt people. So even if none of us ever want to hurt anyone ever, we might end up hurting people by mistake just because we've been hurt and it comes out. So it's really important to to understand karma from that compassionate, holistic perspective and use it as a means for transformation. So when we take this to heart, big changes can happen in our own lives and then of course also in the world. And let's just share a little bit on how we can bring this back. Just a quick recap. So the number one karma that we can do, good karma, is to consider ourselves to be spiritual beings. Reason reason this is number one, by the way, is because all bad karma comes from thinking I am this body and acting out from that arrogant point of view, you know, the arrogance of the body. I am so-and-so, look at me, look at what I look like. Um, Lust comes from there, anger comes from there, ego comes from there, attachment. All all the negative energies actually come after we first of all move away from being spiritual consciousness into physical consciousness. It's a very deep thing and it takes a while to understand this. So when we come back, I'm a spiritual being, I'm a spiritual being, we let go of the ego of I'm so-and-so and I'm this and that, I'm that, and we just come back. I'm a spiritual being, being of light. We're all spiritual family. It cuts out all this tribalism and different groups and negativity. And it says, no, we're all here together, everyone. And then we can remember the purifier, the ocean of peace, the ocean of love, And that starts to, it's called the fire of yoga. It starts to burn away the alloy out of the gold. So we're your pure gold. And when you put the gold into the fire, then the negativity, the alloys, the silvers and the coppers get moved out of it and it becomes pure gold. If you get gold that's been like seven karat gold, 15 karat gold mixed with other things, you can get that other stuff out and you can be left with the pure gold this is basically what we're dealing with karma is all that other stuff and we can come back to that pure gold through remembrance and when we suffer which we will because we've got past karmic accounts that will come up in our lives when we suffer when things happen to us then what we can do is consider that this is a sign from the universe that this opportunity for change what can i learn pain actually does clear karma but as we learn to change then the suffering gets less i remember one time i was in absolutely awful physical pain cuz i was very very sick when i was in india one time right people who've been to india <laughs> you might, might remember, you know, when you get really sick. And what did you do right before that? Was that the mango time? <laughs> the mangoes, yeah. I, I, was it the mango karma? <laughs> yeah, it was the mango karma. I was I was in India to to um, for meditation and to figure out what to do in my life and how to be of service. But I also have a big fan of mangoes. So I was having enormous amounts of mangoes. And I think I overdid it and ended up very, very, very sick. Don't eat a thousand mangoes, it's a bad idea, just in case you're wondering. And it was really, really, it was worst. I was in such pain, I couldn't get out of bed for days. I was totally dehydrated. I didn't have anyone to talk to. I really wasn't sure. I was supposed to get on a plane, so it was really like this. But I, at one point, I just realized, look, this is my karma. I don't know if it's because of the mangoes or it could have been something else. But once I accepted that was supposed to happen, and I remembered that I'm a spiritual being. Then I found myself in a place of peace inside of this awful pain that was in my body. 
And even though it was still there and it was still terrible, it was a safety in the storm, coming back to that clear place inside the storm. And we can all come into that place when we're having pain in our lives. So this, this is a beautiful thing that we can remember. It's also good to remember this is the time of settlement for everyone. That this time of the, of the world we're living through now is the time of settlement. Which is why there's crazy stuff happening and it's going to get worse. So we have to focus on our own karma and help others best we can. But just understand there's going to be some pretty heavy stuff, more than what we've seen already. And that's going to require, you know, understanding some of these things to be able to deal with it. We don't know the karma of anyone else. So it's best to to try and avoid passing judgment on anyone because we just don't know. I don't know what anyone else is going through. I don't know what anyone else's karma is. And neither does anyone else. So we, we can sometimes be quick to judge and say so-and-so did this, so-and-so did that. We don't know. The best thing to say is, I don't know. That takes us out of the ego and puts us back into our heart and back into what we can change, which is ourselves. And our own job is to remove all the negativity in ourselves and come back to freedom. That's our job. And the final stage, this is really useful to know, what is the final stage once all the karma has been cleared? When you've got no karma left at all, yeah, what happens? What happens? We reach what's called the karmatit stage, the karmatit stage. which means that you are completely beyond the influence of karma. You're completely beyond the influence of karma. You're completely free, completely, completely free. And that's when we can go back home, back into the light, completely freed. The final stage. And everyone's going to reach there one way or the other. And we're very lucky that we know if we have more remembrance, we do more work on ourselves, we're very humble, we focus on doing the best we can every day in this deep spiritual way, in a meaningful way, sincerely. And if we do the work on ourselves in private, so no one else knows about, then we can reach that karmatid stage with as much ease and as much grace as possible. So in essence, it's like, just to simplify things, it's like there's two ways of clearing karma. One is the way of suffering, and the other, which could be more passive, the other is this really proactive way of having union with the purifier having remembrance of the divine, which if anyone has started to practice this, you'll realize it's easier said than done because your mind, your awareness, you may find will wander all the other places than focusing on that divine being. But it's a practice we come back to again and again and again with love, with devotion, dedication, with our deep heart's intention to purify, to change, to transform, and to be a benevolent presence in our world. Being of service is a profound way. I'm going to add a third. Being of genuine, deep service from a deep place is another very beneficial way to support your journey in clearing, transforming old negative karma scars into benevolence. And we've talked a lot about negative karma today because we are clearing it. But also the other thing is that no good karma ever goes to waste 
either. So if you're sincerely wanting to help people and you sincerely show up and you sincerely do your best again and again and again, it will pay off. It will pay off after a while. It might not be immediate, that's the thing. The same, you could see this on, on a physical level, like in places like YouTube. Some people, they do a couple of videos and they say, oh, it didn't work and they give up. And other people, they do it for years and years and years from the heart, figure out how they can help people. And they end up very wealthy and influential, but it takes a lot of work. And some people might be wealthy and influential, but it's done for the wrong reasons and they can't benefit from it, you know, so it's not as straightforward as it sounds. They might not be happy, for They're example. not happy, or someone might be famous on Instagram, but they feel insincere in their life, right? So it's much more complicated. But what we want to do is say, what are the good karmas that I can do? How can I have more remembrance? How can I be of more selfless service? And start moving in the trajectory, change the course of our lives. And after a while, we end up in a very, very different place than where we started from. One of the quotes that our team members shared with us this week, she's very sweet. She shares these quotes. And um, it was one from Gandhi. And it said, the best way to realize yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. So it's that offering of yourself, that genuine offering of yourself that may I bring benefit to all of life in whatever way I can. May I be an instrument for you, for the divine. So there's so much beauty that can unfold from our heart's intentions to transform, to purify, to heal, and to be of benefit in the world. So when we practice this, there, there are so many seen and unseen benefits of really understanding karma, of connecting ourselves with the divine, of being of service, of really taking sacred responsibility for our lives, for our thoughts, our words, our actions, our intentions. And in this process, we clear past karma, we create new good karma, we have so much self-compassion and compassion for others, we release judgment and understand the complexity of the journey for each one. We can come to peace with the past, remove negativity, and elevate our state of consciousness, which is beatific in and of itself to experience higher states of consciousness and joy and love and freedom. So the benefits are far and wide and beyond what I could even really speak to, but just to give you a sense, there's so many gifts in understanding the love karma and in your spiritual endeavor, purifying, healing, transforming. So let's have a sacred vow, sacred pact with ourselves, if you like, to try our very best from today to avoid acting out anything from a negative place. If we find ourselves having negative thoughts or feelings or actions, just to catch it and say, all right, let's just stop here for a moment. Surrender it up to God, the higher power receive the help and support and act from a loving, pure place. You know, this is an ongoing practice for the rest of our life because it's a wonderful thing we can continue doing. And as we break free from the negative energies, we stop causing ourselves more problems. And as we start coming from a pure place, we start creating more blessings for ourselves. So, you can just try it. I remember hearing this from a spiritual teacher many years ago that said, just try one day where you don't have any negative karma at all. And <laughs> when, <laughs> when, it's, when we try and practice that, we realize that it's harder than it might seem. You could start with an hour. Start with an hour, <laughs> you know. 
when we really understand what karma is, we realize maybe one minute. <laughs> it's a little bit more complicated than we thought, you know. But ultimately, the aim is stop doing things that are harmful. Can't change the past. Can change the present, and continue receiving that purifying energy, burning it away, and keep doing as much good karma as we can. So may you remember who you are. Connect with the purifier and come from your original state of freedom as you move into actions. May you create your divine fortune and be freed from the past. Thank you for your beautiful presence, your sincerity of heart. Anyone listening to this, it's no accident. You wouldn't be listening to this if this topic wasn't of value to you if you weren't on a spiritual path if you weren't interested in transformation so thank you for your divine presence thank you for being here and may every blessing be with you on your journey this show is presented by spiritualrecharge.com and you can go there for more free meditations, books, courses and to deepen on your spiritual journey.